This is CliffCentral.com. Gentlemen by choice on CliffCentral.com. Wait, what time is it? Yes, that is correct. It's time for Gentlemen by Choice. It's a Thursday. It's 12 o'clock. And you best believe it's a session right here today on Gentlemen by Choice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We're about to have a great time and a session of note. My name is Sampua Petros and I'm not, I'm not alone, but uh, the gentlemen are busy doing the other, the other things. Today's going to be a session though, like I think we started off the show on the right note. We started bright and early, like we're not wasting any time. We're going to talk about the issues that we're facing in our country and we're going to solve them today. I think that you, you all know that there's a lot of stuff happening, especially in the first week, two weeks of, of South Africa in 20, 2016. And um, it's time to deal with those issues. Today I'm joined by a good friend of mine. A really controversial guy. You, if you would hear him speak in Zulu, you'd think he's black. If you hear him speak in English, you'd think he's white. If you hear him speak in Afrikaans, you'd think he's white. But then when you think he's speaking in Spanish, what's, what's gonna happen next? There's a good friend of mine. His name's William Moises. But let's not waste any time today. Maybe I should just introduce William and get into it. William, how you doing, my brother? I'm blessing you. Thank you so much for having me on the show, my man. Yeah, man. Yes, bro. It's, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? It's been a long time. I've been bugging to come on the show, my man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, it's what, it is what it is, but your time came, bro. Sure. And welcome to the show, bro. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. But yeah, tell us a bit of your, about yourself, first of all. And oh. then we're going to go into the real stuff. I mean, you know what's happened in our country in the past. Definitely. Year. Sure. A lot of crazy stuff. A yeah, lot of crazy stuff. But the thing is, we love South Africa. Too much. You know? So just for the people out there, man. Sambonanim Zanz, Tolem Zanz, Zanzi, Bondea, Africa, the soul. Hello, my name is William Zulu Mozum Zulu, because I'm Nande Okolomi Zulu. So there's a young introduction to everyone over there. Um, and you confused people there, didn't you, bro? There we go. Get all the 11 languages, Spain, everybody's out here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where does this come from though? Like, uh, how are you so, like, eloquent in many languages? Um, well, basically what happened was, uh, I had this whole, you know, wanting to play professional football when mm-hmm. I was younger. I left the country actually at the age of 14 to go through to Brazil for, for the first time. Went to go play a tournament in Brazil. Um, ended up coming back. They really liked what they saw at the tournament. So they invited me back again for another two weeks to come and stay at the academy. Went by myself, 14 years of age, on Sao Paulo Airport, not mm. knowing a single word of Portuguese, sitting there, you know. Uh, plus the people, they don't speak Zulu. I'm Zulu. I'm So basically what happens, went through for the two weeks, um, then came back. And then the offer actually changed. They wanted me to come through to Brazil the following year for about a year or so. Mm. But um, my mom is really big on education, you know, knowledge is power and all of that. So, uh, another door opened for us to go through to Uruguay instead. Oh, shucks. Yeah. So wait, you, you, this was all about football, right? When about did you football. start football, actually? Um, I started at the age of eight, started playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's, it's pretty a, a heavy story, my Yeah, man. like, um, I think, we, I think we need to start at the beginning <laughs> before we get anywhere else. Cause awesome. you're telling us about open doors, but how did this all start? Basically, at the age of eight, started playing football. I did, I did played every sport, my man, you know. Cricket. Yeah, but wait, before I get to the, the all the sports, aren't you Afrikaans? Yeah, yeah. I'm you actually, see, that, that's why I'm confused. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm actually Afrikaans, my man. That's yeah. the awesome thing. But I um, went to English school and everything. Yeah. Um, 
you know, from age of eight, started to play every single sport there was. My dad was a really sporty person. Yeah. You know, he ran the comrades. Just an awesome, you know, outgoing guy, full of, full of, you know, energy and fire and just always telling cracking jokes. You know, it's awesome. And basically the turning point in my life, well, what happened was one of the turning points, I, I should say, when I was 12 years old, my man, you know, I was playing football. I really started to take a liking, draw more of a liking towards, you know, soccer. So that's when it got serious. Yeah. Man. Got okay. more serious for me. I was playing at Tux at the time. Okay. So, you know, usually on Sundays we, we'd go do like extra training. And everything like that Like the weeks were hectic You know mm. We'd be at school During the week And then play school sports Straight from school sports School sports Go straight through To um, the club sports Yeah So Bobby I walked into my, like, like I said My dad was a really Joking person Everything And then I went to go call him You know So we can go train so we had this little sausage dog called Jack, bro. And he, my dad's a really traditional yeah. guy. Like he doesn't like dogs being inside the house and all of that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. um, Jack was busy there and it looked like as if he was playing with Jack. Yeah. And my, I went to go call my mom because I thought it was like this huge breakthrough in our house. You know, dad's like busy vibing with the dog and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Then I called my mom. She came through and she was actually like, no, I must go call the neighbors because he's busy having a heart attack. What? Um, so he's busy having a heart attack. I'll go call the neighbors, bro. Then, um, they come through As I come back He's busy lying on the floor You know Things are coming out of his mouth And all of that stuff Ooh. We rush him through to the hospital 40 minutes And then he just You know Just passed away Just like so that So this was you at 12 years old 12 my man Yeah What How did that make it, you feel though Like as a kid You know You're 12 You've got the whole Your whole future around In front of you hmm. You're expecting your dad To be there for sure. you You know Like and he's He's the sporting guru In your family that's I mean it, he's He's it. there pushing you to sport mm, And now it. your hero is gone You see that's basically One of those things And I remember outside the hospital I'm like you know I will play professional football one day yeah so basically that's when uh football got really serious for me started mm. taking very serious um i went to i was part of the the Orlando pirates academy as yeah, well yeah that like this whole apprenticeship academy and stuff like that so i was so part this was from 12 years old yeah or? from about 13 or so i was with okay. them yeah. okay um then the whole brazil thing came about and then the uruguay door opened up for me to go through to uruguay yeah so in 2006 i left to uruguay by myself you know at my, 15 now at, right? yeah i was 14 at the time 14 at the time. yeah okay. so um Went through And basically Yeah man Stayed there for a year By myself my bro um, Played for a team Called the Nubio uh, Football club We actually ended up Winning the league that year But I actually I went home Just before they won the league What So, so you missed out on I the, missed out You know the whole thing And everything, and everything like that out, yeah. yeah So basically came back And then uh, Was was a, fortunate enough To go to the under 17 National team They were busy camping At uh, HPC at the time Yeah So they were preparing For the African Youth Championships And all of that So I was with them mm-hmm. And um, Unfortunately they didn't make The final cut But then Another door opened for me to come through to Johannesburg to play for Africa Sports Youth Development Academy, yeah. uh, jazz, mentored by Jazzy Queen. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how I picked up Zulu, my man, because I was the only white guy staying in a house of 23 cats, and most of the guys are from, you know, Depen. Yeah, so, Depen. Yeah, one. Shout out. So basically, what happens is not nice, you know, you're born to go to a bunch of bachelors, mm. So, you know what? But my, how did that make you feel? Maybe we should go there, like, um, and talk about that time where you. Yes, you're the only white guy in a soccer academy, right? Mm, yeah. And uh, everybody's speaking Zulu yeah, in general. Because, yeah. I mean, there's that Toburg Zulu. Then there's the real Zulu. There's a deep one, my That way. deep one, Baba. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know that one's hectic. Sure. But, like, how do you feel, like, in an environment where you are completely different from everyone else? You are this African Mlungu there, <laughs> just trying to fit in. And then, um, all of a sudden, like, you're thrown into a situation mm. where... You're forced to adapt. I think you've adapted because yeah. you, you were in Brazil, one man. Yeah. You were in Uruguay, one man. Yeah. As a kid, but you were forced yeah. to grow up quickly. Sure. But now you're in South Africa. Now you're forced to adapt and learn a completely different culture, not mm. just a language. You are, so, you're completely 
put into another environment. Sure. How does sure. it make you feel? Barbara, I remember the first night, Bobby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got, I got there. It was actually raining that day, so we didn't have training. So I went through to the house with my bag and everything. Yeah. Went through to the house. Um, I knew what the setup was like and everything like that, but mm-hmm. now, like, it was real. You know, I'm there. Yeah. And bro. stuff. So I remember in the kitchen, mom, because it's like basically it's a house, a double story house, <laughs> yeah. and there's like three guys staying per room and all of that. So the first night basically Papa and me in jail. So everyone I remember sitting there in the kitchen, be everyone is like busy staring at me looking I could say if from Lungos or Ikla Shandis no manja You know what's gonna happen here B And this is the first night, bro. Like, first night B So basically sat there, everyone's eyes are on you B. So everyone's busy watching me, seeing I'm gonna eat the food, B. I'm hungry, my man. I'm gonna eat the food regardless. God, you know God. what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus we have a game the following day, so yeah. End up eating the food, so for me, for personally, from my side, um, the whole racism thing, bro, um, I can say that I've experienced it myself reverse. You know, people yeah. always have this thing like, no, white people racist towards black people. It's the same um, thing. It's the right. same way, same way the other way around, my man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't feel racism is, you know, confined to a race. Yeah. But I feel like it's the, a person, I feel honestly, bro, it's like an evil spirit, my man, that comes onto I people agree with that, you. you know, cause it's not that person. They can be white, they can be black, but the thing is, it's the spirit that's evil, not mm. the person. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about our battles not against flesh and blood, but against the powers, mm, principalities, yeah, and spirits bro. of this world. So yeah, man, the whole racism thing, dude, was hectic, my bro. Um, at a stage in my life, um, I'm going to keep on sharing with you. Yeah. So I'm speak keep life, going, bro. Yeah. yeah. Basically what happened in my life, my man, um, by the 2013, and I'm signing my first professional contract by God's grace. Um, but before that, um, when I was in Uruguay, I started experimenting with stuff, bro. So wait, wait, let's, let's go back. A yeah, bit we're now. zooming back right yeah, now. We're go going back. all the way back. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. I started experimenting with things at the age of 15. Obviously I turned, I was, went, I was 14, turned 15. Yeah. Um, then at the end of the, I started experimenting with stuff, you know, picked up alcohol, mm-hmm. um, took a liking to make me feel, you know, forget about my issues, my problems Sad. and all of that stuff. Yeah. When I got back, it, things just got worse and worse, bro. Like literally it went from alcohol, you know, to cigarettes, cigarettes went to Zol, Zol went to Perp. I actually thought I was Lil Wayne for six years of my life, bro. What? Yeah. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was so easy. So which, which age was this between? This was, this was from like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Till about 21. Um, so I was basically, I was on stuff for about six years of my life, my man. I was literally taking taxis from downtown north in yeah. MTN ranking, Josie, Josie, my Yeah, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bambi taxi, La Payana, to come all the way through to Pretoria, uh, to Pretoria, to, yeah. to, to, you know, to town, to church. Mm. And then from there, go through to men and from there, get picked up by one of my boys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, at a stage in my life, I asked her, cause, uh, you know, I like weed, people like weed, let's sell weed to make some money, dude. Yeah, you know, while yeah. we pursue a football career, my man. So, so now you're a footballer and a drug dealer. At the same, <laughs> you know, at the same time, time like, yes, you, you know. know. So basically we, we got this one guy from, from Mums in Mamalodi in Pretoria. We asked him, you know, we're giving him 200 bucks. Can he bring through some stuff? Um, <laughs> basically what happened then was, I remember the one night we were done partying, it was hungover, you know, cushed out and everything. Mm-hmm. I hear my friend on the phone and the guy's like super scared to come through to the, to the house to bring the stuff through. So we're like, my man, just bring the stuff. It's probably like a banky or something. Yeah. You know, it's not something big. Couple of hours pass, my man. He walks into the house. He literally got like, my bro, like two packed packets of Zol, my man. Spa packets. <laughs> packed with Zol. <laughs> 
you know so we start packing these things in bricks bro and start selling them for like 80 bucks 50 or 50 rand telling people but it's absolute jat my man it's not even chronic or yeah. anything but it's a jat my be yeah. telling people no it's chronic and everything people are coming back saying all the stuff so there is. are levels to this weed game clearly bro yeah like, there's levels to it my yes bro <laughs> you've been in this this yeah. life bro you've lived eh? yeah, and you're you're 25 24 24 no, yeah. 24 20, yeah. 25 25 this year yeah. oh okay yes yeah. you bro so you like yeah. what Yes, I'm trying to understand. Like, yeah. carry on, keep on so, going. So basically, my man, I was at a stage in my life. I don't know when the last time I'd seen my mom. You know, um, I knew she wasn't happy with my lifestyle. I don't know if she was certain that I was doing, you know, these certain things. But I don't know for how long I did not see her. I would literally go like from club to club with a backpack, not yeah. knowing where I'm gonna stay the night, and find a girl, find one of my friends, go sleep at the house on the sun, and take a cab back to or taxi back to. Um, Back to the clubhouse. So wait, you said for six years, before we carry on with the story, mm. you said for six years, for a, a yeah. period of six years, you were like deeply invested in alcohol and the whole drugs. Life, the turn up life, my man. The turn yeah, up life. Basically. But yeah. where did it start? Did it start while you were in Brazil or Uruguay? Like, yeah. I, like I said, I picked up the bottle in, in Uruguay. Mm. Yeah, at the end of Uruguay. Um, so yeah, be basically. And the, that, that one bottle changed your life forever. Yeah, yeah, that one bottle made me feel nice, you know, made me forget yeah. about the stuff. But the thing is, we all blind to the truth, be. Yeah, at bro, the end of the day. True. So basically what happened, like I was saying, I was going from place to place. And yeah. the one night that was like, that was the turning point of my life. Yeah. Like, uh, that was the biggest Besides my dad This was like the biggest Turning point in so my life So this is your defining moment Yeah my defining moment okay. Basically what happened was We were at a club um, Actually closed down now The place What is it called? What is it <laughs> called, called Rust <laughs> They actually built An old age home Where it used <laughs> to be <laughs> What? So yeah um, Basically uh, My friend and I You know It was 12 o'clock Usually by 12 in the evening We'd seal the deal You know With yeah. somebody To get a place to sleep So now you you like You'll seal the deal With one of these girls And make sure yeah. That you've got a place to sleep Exactly you know? Or yeah. a friend Or whatever yeah. Goes dos by their place yeah. So um, basically That night we didn't find anyone And I was like Just fed up I wanted to go And I was Pissed drunk My friend was pissed <laughs> drunk As well um, <laughs> So I told him bro Let's you know Let's just walk home Yeah Um Basically then um, He literally You know where the Grove Mall is in Pretoria Yeah yeah Okay And his grandma Stays in Valhalla Which is close to Centurion No no wait bro That's that's a trip That's a trip That's <laughs> like basically If you had to walk It'll take you literally Four hours to get there To the place <laughs> so, so you were by the Grove that's, By the Grove That's Equestria around Equestria area yeah, yeah. And Ended what? up something like, let's, let's just walk bro But now listen How amazing God is bro Because literally We started to walk as we were walking, we ended up on the corner of Linwood and Hans Stratum, which is literally where our church is. Yeah, exactly. You know, CRC. Yeah, exactly. That's where um, we met, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. So, on that corner, I'm deciding, I'm like, no, bro, this place is too far. Let's just hitchhike our way. Let's thumb it all the way home, bro. Because yeah. literally, you have to just take Hans Stratum all the way down to get to And then to you're it. in Valhalla, yeah, yeah, in essence. So, put out the finger... Literally a security van stops And they're like Where are you guys going? Like no we're going to Valhalla It's like how much money do you have? Like listen here my B We don't have any cash That's why we're walking in the first place There he goes He runs off yes, He drives away yes. So like okay cool Two minutes pass again Next thing the blue lights go on Bloop The blue lights go on Yeah uh, The police Those guys stop. are not there to help you though <laughs> I know Like from my personal experience When I've been hitchhiking in my foolish days Yeah Those guys were never there to to help me <laughs> Give me a lift home Sure They were checking if I had drugs uh, That time you're fearing for your life But carry so, on Yeah So basically I, I was a I was a fan of brandy And you know brandy stinks a lot So mm. I don't want to get too close to them They're going to smell me and everything So <laughs> I'm like busy keeping my distance They're like where are you guys going we're Like we know we're going through to Valhalla They're like okay cool Um, We'll take you guys mm. You know so, Shucks, so they took you Yeah So but hey, literally the, def the defining moment was that Instead of putting us in the front with them 
They open up the back of the van and they put us in the back of the van. Yeah. And literally, bro, when I was in the back of that van, like reality just struck and I could feel the presence of God so thick in that place. Not religion, bro, but yeah. the goodness, the kindness of, of, of God. The love, of, bro. The love of Jesus, bro. Yeah. And that's what it is, my man. And I was just like, whoa, like the creator of the universe would come and sit in the back of a police van with me, this messed up person that I in am. In a drunkard, yeah. In a drunkard state, yeah. become sit there with me. And, Eventually we got home to, to his grandma's house by God's grace. The next morning I phoned my mom, I'm like, listen, ma, I want to come home. She just loved me like Jesus, bro. She's like, listen, where are you? I'll come pick you up. I've been waiting for you. You know, time. she came and picked me up. She took me home. The Monday I went back to Johannesburg. Um, my bro, I remember that whole week I was depressed. Like I could feel, you know, like just like heavy, my man. The devil just like whispering in my ear, dude, the whole time. Okay. So wait. So like, let's, let's pause there for a moment. Uh. Because sure. we've spoken about what happened before. Mm. And now we're at your defining moment. Mm. But before we carry on, I actually would like to welcome um, our leading lady within Gentleman by Choice. Hala, hala. Hey. Hala, hala. I said I wasn't alone, right? I did uh, say I wasn't there we alone. Go. Lele, how are you mm. doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Yes, you sound out of breath. Yo. Yeah. Hey. I was I was, I was. was running. You were missioning. No, it's, this is the life Ooh. we live. Like, yeah. How's your week been though? It's been good. Pushing mm. a lot of... Um, Vine branches and unplugged stuff, mm. and a little bit of business. So pushing, hustle, and yeah. passion. That's there it is. Yeah, man. Okay, but uh, let's get, before we get to your point, we've got messages on WeChat, and I want to just address some of them quickly. So one of the WeChat uh, messages on William. Before we carry on, what are your thoughts on uh, these born-free black kids who can't speak Vernac? Private school is uh, to blame. Do you feel like it's to blame? What What's your opinion on these private school black kids that can't speak Vernac to save their lives? I mean, you can speak like four or five languages, but uh, some kids can only speak English. What's your opinion on that? Um, well, honestly, for personally, I just feel that English is a universal language. Yeah, You need to know English and it needs to be proper. You know, yeah. when you're looking to go into corporate or whether you're looking to go into entertainment, football, everything. So it's needed. It's needed. Mm. It really is needed. Um, I feel you should never, fe- never lose like... Your, your roots in a sense mm. You know you should know At least a couple of young words Or something <laughs> You know And yeah man Just knowing languages Is awesome Adiba once spoke about it Once you speak to a person In their language In their mother tongue You actually don't speak to their mind You speak to their heart mm. So mm. yeah Languages plays a big role man. That's powerful stuff yeah. yeah man Thanks for all the messages uh, Keep them popping in Like uh, we're just here To have a conversation With William And talking about serious issues I mean we're just getting To know William for now but we're still going to go in deep, William. Yeah, we're man. still going to go in deep. So wait, we're at this um, defining moment now. Yeah. You've just told us, like, for six years, you've been bound by alcohol, drugs. You're pushing, trying to push football, trying to yeah. to be a man in football, be a professional. Because yeah. you promised yourself that when your dad passed away, yeah. you were going to be a professional footballer, no matter yeah. what. There it is. So now you're at your defining moment. There we go. Basically, well, it was a Thursday afternoon. We didn't have training or anything. Yeah. And... <laughs> But one friend called him. He was actually on the show a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Chad the Don. Hey, Chad yeah. the Don Don. La la la. <laughs> Your boy, <laughs> bro. My boy. Yeah. So Don, if you're listening, I love you, my man. <laughs> he literally called me. He was, you know, in church at time. Me and him, we grew up together, party together, got high together. Yeah. He gave his life to Jesus. I was like, whoa. No, this is be, weird, right? This is whack, bro. You know, I'm like, nah, 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 sit down. You know? So I was doing my thing, but he kept on like just pressing the whole, you know, not forcing it on me, but like just love, be like, hey, you don't bro. deserve it, but yet God gives us everything and he uses people, you know, mm. to give it to us. Yeah. So he called me that afternoon. I know he's going to invite me to church, bro. You so know, it's a Thursday afternoon. Why Thursday is he, afternoon. Why is he inviting you to church on a Thursday, right? Obviously, he knew God he knew must God have spoken mo- to exactly. him and like, listen, phone this homie now so he can, you know, get going. Because I was down, my brother. I was just like, ah, you hey. know. 
And yeah, he called me and then I went to church that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Walked into church. It was still the tent, you know, before hey. the building came. Yeah. What year was that, bro? 2012. 2012. Yeah, okay, 2012. Cool. Walked into the tent, bro, and the Spirit of God just smacked me, bro. And Jesus, <laughs> the chains were broken off the same time. I didn't have to go to no rehab or anything. Just the love of Jesus just set me completely free. Wherever the sun sets free, is free indeed, man. And I just mm. fell in love with Jesus. Not religion, but relationship mm. with God. All he wants from us is our heart. All he wants from us is our life. Not, you know, Fast to pray for 15 hours No B But just relationship Every yeah, single day right. Communing and with understanding him And understanding him right That's it B mm, That's sure. it So that changed so, yeah. your life completely That changed my whole life man And literally then from that Everything just started To fall into place But yeah man We'll go deep into things bro. Yeah Yeah Okay so Yeah No I'm lost for words eh? yeah. Like I'm actually trying to think Like you literally got out of Your old life Within a couple of days Not in a couple of days Like literally same time Like so it was it was Wednesday night. You were drunk in the back of a police van. Right? It was it was Saturday. Oh, Saturday. It was Saturday evening. On the Sunday, I went back to my mom's place. Okay. On the Monday, I went back, came back to Joburg. Mom stays in Pretoria. Okay. So I came back to Johannesburg. Yeah. I had to stay in the academy. Yeah. And then um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he called me. Chad calls on Thursday. Yeah. Sunday, you're in church. Sunday, I'm in church. Get rocked by Jesus, bro, and here I am. And then your life begins. There's no high like the Most High. Hallelujah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so wait yeah. now, tell me, like, what, as we were talking about football and you like striving to be a professional footballer. Yeah. What happened to the football, bro? Um, well, basically, in six months after that, yeah. um, by God's grace, and I'm signing my first professional contract mm. with a team called Roses United in Bloemfontein, mm-hmm. playing in the NFT National First Division. Hey, that's oh, serious stuff, bro. Yeah, man. And just shows you, like, you know, sometimes you your blessings are ready for you. Mm. You know, you just need to be proactive with stuff. and Because we know that when the blessing comes too early, it can be a curse. Because, mm. you know, I was trusting God for, you know... Uh, Contracts, but I'm getting high and drunk. So who knows if that money came through? What I was gonna spend that you money? You're gonna get more high and you know, drunk. More high and drunk. It was gonna be in the media, all that stuff. You know, it's gonna be horrible. Yeah. Bro. So God waited for the right time until my heart was right, and then He gave me my heart's desires. Delight yourself in Him; He'll give you your heart's desires. It's awesome. So you, six months later, you're Roses United yeah. playing National First Division. Now it gets really deep, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for this yeah. point. Like, uh, um, basically. After I gave my life to Jesus, uh, you know, since I was a small boy, I, I just had this, you know, I knew one day I'm going to be talking to people. You yeah, know? you got to share your story. You, know you, I mean? went, you went through <laughs> serious life. Yeah. Bro. Let's not lie about you it. You know, like. so... Dude, I always knew I, I love people God loves people So I feel like We should love people Wherever we go mm. You know So I always had this thing In my heart And like certain scriptures In the Bible Like just pop out At me You know If I can just reference one Is when Jesus told Peter To throw down the net One more time And catch the fish But yeah. now Leave your stuff And I'm gonna make you Fishes of men mm. um, So basically I was there by Roses The first month um, Our money came in late You know They didn't pay us on time Yeah So when I had a meeting With the chairman And everything And he's like Nah Um it won't happen again, all of this stuff. The following month, we ended up playing our first league game against Black Leopards. Yeah. Uh, we were playing on the Saturday. So on the Friday, we were expecting the money to clock into our accounts. Mm. Friday money had still not clocked into our accounts for the second month. Yeah. Um, we ended up playing. We drew the game. On Sunday, we had recovery sessions still. Obviously, it's weekend, so there won't be any bank transactions yeah. or anything. Monday, still nothing. Tuesday, still nothing. Tuesday, we all go to training. We end up actually striking for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On Friday. <laughs> You've actually been through it all, eh? Like, I don't Bobby, know. If I tell you everything, Bobby, but for me, you sit here until like six in the morning. Bro. <laughs> you yeah. know? So basically, that Friday, the coach comes to me. He's like, yeah, you know what? Let's come back to Johannesburg. And so the guy can be serious about paying us on time and all of that. Yeah. So we come back to Joburg. On that Friday yeah. or the Saturday, the following day, we literally find out in the news the following Monday 
that this chairman went and sold the team behind our back while we still contracted to what? a team with their own players. So now we've lost our jobs, basically. Yeah. After my dream just came true of playing professional football, there my life, my, my the job is just so gone. within a couple of months you've already lost your yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, man, but it's amazing. You're gonna hear. Um, <laughs> basically. We took them to uh, took him to court and everything like that. Then, so you strike for how long, Reed? Let's let's. We literally striked for four days. For four days, yeah. And then we, yeah. we all left and came because most of the guys were from Joburg staying yeah. in the academy. Yeah. So we came back, and then yeah, he sold the team behind our back. And and, and then you went to court. We went to court and everything. Um, by God's crazy, ended up paying out six months of our contracts, which is double the amount that we were there. Yeah. You know, so God always comes through. But the thing is that at that time, then we were um, clarified as free agents. We don't yeah. have a team. Yeah. So I went through to Supersport United in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. Um, they told me oh, as well, like, listen, it's mid-season. We have players signed on pre-contracts and stuff like that. It's not going to work out for you. Now I'm stuck in the wilderness, bro, after giving my life to Jesus. And um, you, your dreams were coming true. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they were shattered straight you up. Know? So basically in the wilderness, um, I actually got miraculously healed four times in a year in what? Jesus' name. Um, I hurt my, my, you know, my leg playing, my hip flexor. I yeah. took a shot and like the whole thing just tore. Um, God miraculously healed some pastor, prayed over me, got restored in Jesus' name. Yeah. Start, started to, uh, you know, train again for preseason in 2014, uh, mid, you know, May, May, June. Yeah. Like I put up my foot to block the ball in a friendly game and the guy shot the ball, my whole, hit my ankle, my ankle just tweaked like that. Doctors told me I'll be out for at least six weeks after use crutches for three weeks. After three weeks, I can slowly start putting weight on the ankle. By the sixth week, I can slowly start jogging. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says through Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Yeah. You know? So I kept on declaring the word of God. I went to church that night. I had the crutches and the cast on my foot. This random boy came up to me. He's like 70s year old. Henry Hoffman. What an awesome yeah. guy. Um, came up to me and asked me if I believe in Jesus is Lord. I'm like, yes, bro. He's like, cool. Do you believe that Jesus can heal you? I'm like, yes, man. He's like, can we pray together? We pray together in Jesus' name, man. Long story short, I was running up a back of a hill that same night in Jesus' name. <laughs> All the doctors had told me six weeks, bro. Yes, you bro. So then reported back for preseason with the academy, uh, played a couple of friendlies against pro teams and like that. And they, they ended up taking about 11 of us for mm-hmm. a team called Highlands Park. Yeah. So was training there, playing there. Um, basically what happened was that they wanted to pay us a certain um, salary. Yeah. Okay. And our agent or manager wanted a, a bigger salary for mm. us. So there was a bit of conflict with that. So I decided, I heard our pastor talking about, do not despise the day of small beginnings. So I was like, okay. Zechariah 14. There right? we go. Yeah, man. Man. Amen, yeah. bro. So I'm like, I'm just going to phone the coach and tell him whatever money you want to give me, it's fine. I just want to play. Yeah. Nah. So called him. He's like, okay, cool. Come through. Went through. And then they got involved in talks again and yeah, all of yeah. that stuff with the contract. They didn't hear anything for about two weeks. I mm. was tr- I was keeping foot at the academy. I literally fall at training. My fingers hanging like this. Bro. It's hanging. It's hanging like it's so it's like loose. it's off the bone. It's like, off the bone hanging. Yeah. They rush me to the hospital. They're like your fingers broken, but the Bible says on one of my bones will be broken. So I go with that. They told me I need to do operation. Chose not to do operation because my God is faithful. Um, got completely restored, completely healed without operation. When I showed my uncle who did the x-rays, he's like, no, I can't be. I'm showing him the wrong hand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah. Jesus came through for me. Still no, nothing with the contracts. I'm phoning these guys. And no one's picking up their phones. Yeah. I feel like they're busy ignoring me. 
in the in the in the desert in the wilderness nothing's happening you're confused bro exactly but the and fact of the matter is how important it is to be that during the process never to lose faith yeah, to keep bro. on serving god to keep on you know loving and being and a being blessing faithful, to be. yeah. that's it man god has called us to love one another mm. you know to love him and love one another and that's yeah, what you've man. been called to do regardless if you're a street sweeper if you're a soccer player if you're a mm. doctor love on people mm. through jesus that's proper stuff so okay yeah. so carry on carry on like so the story continues I maybe know. it continues my yeah. man um literally i'll decide okay cool you know what i'm gonna leave soccer i'm gonna go Work Yeah you know? So for my one homie From Eka Joe You know Can I come through This and this and this He's like Yeah no come through So the day I was supposed To go for an interview At Eka Joe yeah. I didn't feel right about it Like something was like Just grumbling I didn't have peace about it So I told him like, Listen bro Give me an hour And mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll let you know Yeah So in that hour I just start praying I'm like Lord please Come and intervene Do what only you can do Yeah man You know Literally 10 minutes Before that time I get a phone call From my mom She's like No you won't believe The coach just called her and he's like, um, no, listen, if I come through in January and I have my clearance, they'll be willing to give me a contract in 2015, beginning, to, uh, yeah, January yeah. 2015. Yeah. So there we go again. Jesus comes through. I end up not going to Akka Joe. Hallelujah. That's a beautiful thing. You bro. know what I mean? Trust, I was that Akka Joe and I <laughs> yeah. know the, the, the hustle. Yeah. It's, it's a rough. deep one. It's, it's a rough. deep one. Definitely. Yeah. So, so went on. through January 2015. Um, literally, I was there for two weeks with Highlands Park. <laughs> First preseason game, 10 minutes into the game, I go up to hit the ball, quah, get knocked out, bro. What? First he runs on the field, there's literally, there's blood everywhere, snot fest all over the place. She's like, your nose is broken. I'm crying. I'm like, I'll be healed in Jesus' name. You know, I'm like, let me play. I'm fine. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. Like, no, 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 we must take you off. They take me off. They rush me to the, to Rosebank Clinic to do x-rays and everything. They say the bridge of the nose is broken. Okay. But wait, let's just stop there for a Mm. moment. You're busy saying that they saying your broke nose is broken, right? Properly broken. Mm. But you'd be like, I'll be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. Like my question to you is, um, <laughs> honestly, like when you believing in Jesus so much, right? Yeah. And everybody else must be thinking that you're crazy That's because you think you're, you're believing like, there I don't know is. what's wrong with this guy. Like mm. we need to take him to the hospital. Mm. How but, do you handle that stuff? My man, the thing is I'm so free from myself. I'm free from everybody else. And it's awesome. So you don't <laughs> care about what people say. I about honestly you. got no, no, it doesn't matter to me what anybody says. Like they can spit at me. They can persecute, can mock me. I'll stand for Jesus because he saved me in the back of a police van, bro. Yes. He bro. saved my life. You know man. who you are. That's the thing. <laughs> that's it. I think that's the most powerful thing that you, you can say. Like if you're so free to yourself, you're free from everyone else. That's it. You are not defined by what people say you no. are. You, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they treat you. You that's know where thing. you're going. You know your God and you're going to keep on pushing, that's right? That's it. That's it. And yeah. the awesome thing is like our God removes all of that, you know, that insecurity from you because his love is not insecure. Mm. Now, if you are loved by an, a secure God, then you should be secure in yourself. Yeah, man. You know, because it flows out of relationship, intimacy mm. with him. And like just during all that time, like just... You know, God will literally like tell me like, listen, I'll go speak to this person over here or, you know, go to like, there's like a group of people like, no, go, go share there with these people. Yeah. And like, just like these babies, baby steps every single time. So you become so free because obviously people reject you sometimes because mm. they think you're trying to be religious or mm. anything, but no, you're just trying to love on people. You're trying you know? to be yourself, That's dog. The thing. And while, well, you know, for, I just, I always give the example of, dude, if you knew the cure for cancer, You'd go tell everyone. Yeah. Mm. Now I know the cure for eternal life and it's Jesus. Why would I keep quiet about this? Why would I hide my light underneath the table? Why? Yeah, man. You know, whether I'm at engine garage, whether I'm at McDonald's, whether I'm at church, we're not just mm. supposed to be in some holy huddle. Yeah. You know, Jesus was a friend of sinners. Mm. You know, he was a friend of tax collectors, bro. So yeah. we should be where it's dark. He was a rebel with the cause. There yes. we go. You know what I'm saying? So let's go so back yeah. to your, to your broken nose yeah. at the hospital now. Like, <laughs> I remember praying to God. I'm like, cause you know, in the movies, you think your nose is like sitting on your cheek, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember praying to God. I'm like, Lord, please. My nose not be skew and everything, and 
like just 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 coming back to that, like just a, a heart of servanthood. Like I remember breaking the nose. I remember the first thing that I'm supposed to do is pray for someone. So with my broken nose, I found the first person to pray for and be a blessing to them because yeah. I know the devil trying to get me down because sickness, disease, it doesn't come from God. He's yeah. a loving father. So I'm going to stomp the devil and find someone to reason. You won't get me down in yeah, Jesus' man. name. So I'm going to go pray for somebody, find someone to pray with. And honestly, I feel like when you respond with faith instead of fear, your deliverance will come so much more quicker. Mm. You know, powerful stuff. Yeah. So basically, went to the thing and they told me this happened on the Thursday. Mm. On the Tuesday, I played the next full 90 minutes, completely restored, completely healed. No issues with my nose whatsoever. What? On the Thursday, played another game, 90 minutes. On the Saturday, go to the coach. We were supposed to play Swallows on that Saturday. Um, went to the coach. I'm like, listen, coach, what's happening with the contracts? You know, yeah. they tell me like, listen, no, they won't be able to sign me because of budget and they have a guy in my position. They are go again. Pah. But so you're stranded again, again. bro. After your opportunity presented itself, you're stranded again. There we go. How does that make you feel though? At that it made at me that feel moment? awesome because the Bible says rejoice in your sufferings. <laughs> so it's insane. <laughs> I could just rejoice because I know there's no way someone can go through so much suffering and nothing good come from it. Mm. It's impossible. Shucks, it's that's impossible. So, so um, literally two weeks after that, I get a call or yeah. SMS rather from the, from the coach. He's like, listen, would I be willing to play for the reserve team? Mm. Now listen how God works. Um, he tells me, I end up going there, end up getting paid more in the reserve team than I was going to get in the first team. What? So yeah, I was there for a couple of months and the season finished mid, uh, you know, uh, May, May or so, May 2015. Mm. Then my whole life went another direction again. Mm. And our pastor made a call that there's some people in the church you need to, you need to let go of certain things in your life. And I just felt I need to go let go of, of soccer. You know what? Yeah. After all these years, After all of that. So this so, is when is this? This was last year, right? Last year, May. Yeah. Last year, May. That's yeah. around your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know your birthday because the day before mine. There we go. Ten May. Hey. Yeah, bro. Mine's eleventh of May. Ala ala. Yeah, bro. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So yeah, man. Went to went to the front and and gave you know soccer to God and I literally had no idea what I was gonna do. I felt like I was Abraham. You know, God's like, leave everything and follow me. Come this way. You, um, but wait, bro. You've been fighting for this for so long. Like, you understand? Yeah. You've been fighting for mm. soccer. Like, persecution after persecution. You're like, yeah. no, I am going after it. Mm. I'm going to make it. Yeah. Now, a few months into your, like, you're getting paid good money mm. to play football. You're a professional footballer now. Yeah. And then you give it up to mm. God. There we go. I gave it to him. And I literally, I remember going to church. I wanted to go into full-time ministry because I thought at that time that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. So I go to church and funny enough, I ended up not getting anything at church yeah. <laughs> that I had literally no idea what I was going to do. I was on, um, you know, job mail trying to find jobs and everything. But the whole time just remaining faithful, just serving you God. You literally walk every day in faith. That's every day. Enough. Every day in faith. Every day is a new beginning. There's new opportunities. There's new people to just see the love of God through you. And it's yeah, awesome. Before we get to carry on, Lele, I see there's yeah, a message on there. Can someone you? just uh, said, I think it's, it's, it's the same guy. Yeah. He's like, no man, this is a great story. Keep on going. Hallelujah. Hey Thank man, you so you're inspiring much, man. people, bro. Jesus, man, it's awesome. Sharks, no, awesome. no. Yeah. I think you deserve one of these, bro. You deserve <laughs> one of those, man. You deserve one of those. Awesome, can we have one for Jesus as well? <laughs> yeah, man, David, yeah. dog. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Only him. Sure. Okay, so now um, you've given up football. Yeah. You've given up football in May 2015. Yeah. And God's got something bigger yeah. for you. You know God's got something Amen. bigger I for know. you. Yeah. I know. So now you're job hunting. Yeah. Can so. I share an awesome testimony with you guys as yeah. well? Yeah. And man. trust it will inspire people. Um, so I went to this place. It seemed like it had a good salary and everything. Yeah. So I rocked up there and there were a lot of people in the room. 
you know, maybe about 15 people in the room all together. And it was, so you're supposed to do training for about a week. Yeah. Okay. What type of training is it? Like, um, what literally, we're going to be selling vacuum cleaners. From professional footballer yeah. to yeah. a vacuum, clean yeah. sales, vacuum cleaner salesman. But the thing is, God places us in places. Yeah. Um, literally, what happened was amazing. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's 1 Corinthians 4 verse, verse 20. Mm. Um, talks about that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Mm. You know, and, <laughs> Funny that 420, it's also the national holiday for people that get high. <laughs> <laughs> so it's awesome. So basically, um, I didn't even know stuff like that existed. Like, like, hold up. How like, do you even put those together? <laughs> so basically, um, on my way to, 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 to training the following day, God's like, listen, we must, you must tell them we must open up with prayer. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> no fear, faith, my man. Faith, my man. Straight up. Faith, I'm, yeah. You, I, we seven zilla lento. Yeah, so basically went there and I get there and I tell them, listen, can we please open up and pray? The one lady trips out. She's like, no, I'm atheist. I'm going to leave the room. So okay. she leaves the room. I'm still going to pray. You yeah, know, straight up, bro. You know, I'm still going to pray. You're still on your mission, There bro. we go. So we grab hands. Everyone's God just breaking out there. You know, Father, thank you in Jesus' name. You know, it's going to be an awesome day. Mm. This, this, this. She comes back in the room and she actually ends up coming to me. And she's like, listen, what are you even doing? You're supposed to be like a pastor or something. Hey. Then I share with her. I'm like, listen, well, if I have my own church, are you going to come? You know, she's like, oh, so sometimes thinking she's going to, you know, end up giving some finances or whatever to the church, or whatever. But it's like joking, you know? Yeah. Um, so we leave it, we get starting with the training. At tea break, um, the boss, the bosso, bosso yeah. came man, <laughs> you know, calls me in. He's like, listen, can I please have a word with you? So yeah. I'm like, okay. He calls me into the office. He's like, listen, um, I'm also, you know, a religious person, but I'm not religious. I'm, I'm have a relationship with God, you know, mm-hmm. so he's like, I'm this religious person. And, um, you know, can we please keep this stuff outside of the workplace? So he's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But you're there to make people uncomfortable. Because that's it. But in essence, that's what Jesus did. <laughs> that's he it. stepped into that's places it. and he stuffed things up. Like he is. made people you uncomfortable. Know. So as I'm sitting, as he's telling me these things, God reveals to me that he's got back pain. Yeah. So he's telling me all this stuff. I'm just chilling. And as he's done speaking, I'm like, um, so do you experience back pain? He's like, what? He's like, yeah, maybe because I'm overweight. And God reveals to me, no, his one leg is shorter than the other leg. Yeah. Like, no, your one leg is shorter than the other leg and it's throwing your whole back out. So we sit him down there in the office, pick up both of his legs. His one leg is about maybe a centimeter shorter than the other one. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. The legs pops out in his office. His eyes pop open like this. He's like, what is going on, bro? <laughs> you know, eventually he goes back. He's wrecked, bro. You know, um, end up going back now. I'm just chilling now. The work finishes and everything. And I know I'm supposed to speak to that atheist girl. Yeah. You know, cause God revealed to me, you know, she's got, you know, the church hurt her, you know, stuff yeah. like, you know, sometimes our church people, can yeah. church people yeah. can be mean, mm. you know, church people can be very, yeah. f- fake and yeah, playing you know playing, playing church. church that's the yeah. thing um so as i'm i'm waiting for outside she comes i'm like listen can i please just have a word with you before you go and mm. i just asked her like what happened then she literally like opens up to me completely yeah. and just shares everything and as she's talking god reveals the same things to her Her leg is shorter she's got back pain sit her down in her car her leg pops out in jesus name her eyes pop open like this as well she's like yeah now i know why you had to come here yeah you know now i might just believe again yeah. So that's the reason why Then that Tuesday Same thing The other girl gets wrecked As well on the job Everyone's just getting wrecked By Jesus bro So you bring revival To the workspace <laughs> That's right? Wherever we go mom. Yeah, Wherever bro. we go So everyone Holy Spirit is breaking out So I decided I just felt God saying No okay it's fine You can move on You know yeah. So 
move on and everything. So you leave that job? Leave the job. Okay. Yeah, it's not so like, how long was that? Like ah, oh, dude, a week. A week. <laughs> yeah. A you week. do what you needed to do. There in a we week. go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now let's carry on with the story. Mm. Let's go. Yeah. And Basically, yo, then yo, now it gets awesome. Mm. You know, Bob talks about after you have suffered a little while, God Himself will come and restore you. Yeah. So it's awesome. Basically, mm. this lady came up with this idea. She's like, "Well, you speak Zulu, why? And you played soccer. Why didn't you record?" A Zulu commentary between chiefs and pirates. Hey. So I'm like, well, this sounds awesome. Let's do this. Yeah. You know, so I go into the studio, we record a video and everything of me commentating in Zulu and everything. And I didn't know my mom put it on YouTube. Um, so she shared with me, and then literally within eight days, it hit over a thousand views in Jesus' name on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it was getting mad hype or getting calls from newspapers. They're wanting to do articles from record and all of that. This was around the same time we actually met because you I showed sh- you the video. Yeah, actually. you showed me yeah, the video after church. You can hook us up, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, it made yeah. us nice. Hallelujah. Thank yeah, you, look buddy. out for each other. Hey, man. You know? So, yeah. So basically, after that, I'm like, this is awesome. Um, I'm going to take music then. Mm-hmm. Uh, music ruined my life. You know, music is very powerful. Yeah. Um, it's I, an influence of noise. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was Lil Wayne for six years. Mm. Um, <laughs> you said it. You know, right? literally, my nickname at the club was Wheezy. I'm not even lying Yo. to you. I was like, oh, oh, you know, when you're Wheezy, everything. <laughs> I had like the mixtape of the mixtape of Wheezy on my phone. Every track I knew it. Um, yeah. When I got high, we would try to rap, but it was horrible. <laughs> you know? We'll leave that to Chad. We'll leave yeah, we'll have this done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, basically, started to take Chris, I took Chris Brown's Don't Judge Me. Yeah. And I remixed it in Zulu to bring a positive message across to the people. Mm. You know, telling them about the importance of trying to learn another language, trying to speak to your brother in another mm. language. You know, that's how you're supposed to be loving on people. Yeah, man. Um, so that one literally blew up. Oh, God blew it up. In five days, it hit over 500 views. Um, then took Beyonce's Drunk in Love, remixed it in Zulu, positive message for Mandela Day, 300 views in three days. Yes. Took Chris Brown's Loyal, remixed that one in Zulu as well, just to bring a message across to the people. Mm. And then there were additions at Supersports. Uh, when was that exactly? Uh, because what, I actually what? read an article on you Because uh, once that video was posted You were saying that um, Hey man, I'm hoping that Supersport will use me someday you know? So you literally spoke life into this There it is yeah. And yeah, the audition started for, for Supersport I think it was around August, late August It was similar similar vibe to Idols There were about 600 people there Rocked up there was like the fun Last people to go in mm. And by God's grace Made it through to the top 50 Top 50 to top 10 And they cut it down to the four And um, yeah There's about Yeah there's three of us left now That's doing the commentary For the multi-choice disc challenge So you're on the verge Of becoming like A Super Bowl commentator in this um, Yeah but we, we, I'm going to shift it a bit further And I'm going to come back To this topic okay. There's a lot of stuff That's going on Hey Yeah So um, I remember then I started to work like These jobs Of spraying perfume At the mall at Edgar's <laughs> So those promo guys you were Yeah 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 The promo yeah. guys I was Justin Bieber I was <laughs> Literally I was selling The Justin Bieber perfume And Taylor Swift And Nicki Minaj And all that stuff um, So yeah Basically <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> bro, This bro. is a story Yeah bro. man It gets so deep bro Yeah yeah um, Dude I remember The one day After you know Leaving football And not having a job And everything yeah. Dude I was In 2015 I was flat broke Four times No money For, yeah. for running my bank account um, in Jam. I literally I walked from Menland Mall to my house, which is by Unisa. Because there was no petrol in my car to take. Um I remember the one winter night that in winter, you remember how cold winter was? Yeah. I was sleeping on a wooden floor, shivering myself. This is twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Hey, twenty fifteen was a year, yeah. bro. 
Yeah. I was, yeah, I was sharing myself and the next day it was church, but no one could see that what I was going through because why? Because God is my everything mm. and it mm. doesn't matter what I'm going through in the prison. I'll praise him, you know, in the palace. I'll praise him. And God was like, I was praying the one morning and he's like, you know, phone this person. Yeah. His name is Shane Peterson. Yeah. I had no, I've never met him in my life before. Mm-hmm. I just know the one lady spoke about him and God's like, phone him. Mm-hmm. No idea what I'm going to tell him. Um, picked up the phone. And phone him. He works for a company called Busasa. Yeah. Busasa now is a group of companies. They've got a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. for their social development, they've got youth centers all across South Africa mm-hmm. where they deal with kids that are in conflict with the law. Yo. Okay, kids that have either been sentenced or they are on diversion programs mm. or they're awaiting trial. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I, the main thing for me is like youth are, are so lost in, in who they are. They want to be a gangster. They want to be... You know, this bad person. And I mm. do when I see it, my heart breaks because dude, I come from that life wanting to be that, but it's mm. not the truth. And I want to show them the truth. I want to connect them, you know, connecting mm. potential to yeah, power, man. show them who Jesus is, you know, and then just connect them to Jesus and just be that, you know, maybe a platform that they can, you know, better their lives. So I'm really passionate about it. This is like something that just like, whew. so that's where your organizations, yeah, they are king in me, king in me, basically. I'll, I literally picked up the phone and I phoned him like, Holy Spirit, please speak to this man. I spoke to him and shared my testing with him and he's like wrecked. He's like, listen, I'm going to try to help you out. Literally that same day, he walked into the, into the director of the company and she was like, no, she wants to meet me. I must come through on Thursday. Mm. I go through on Thursday, um, meet with them. And then they tell me, no, I must come through for the prayer meeting. Because this yeah. company is a Christian company, literally open every single day from six to eight with devotional prayer. The CEO, yeah. all the big cats. Yeah. They invited me in. Here I am, 24 Dude, this young boy sitting with the CEO of this huge company, the, the directors, everyone sitting there. Yeah. I remember going to the bottom. They're like, no, come sit here. They sit me right next to the guy. And he reminds me so much of Pastor At. Mm. He's like this hard line of a leader. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's like, yeah, no, speak. <laughs> he's a straight up speak. Yeah, I'll speak. So then I shared my testimony. I'm busy breaking, dude. I'm getting rocked by Jesus. Yeah. I'm crying there. He's like, well, this is awesome. Um, take him around the business park to see where else we can fit him in. Um, they end up taking me to the, to the media. So, um, I do presenting for Busasa and, you know, like interviews. I was part of the hosting the, the Prime Stars educational program for mm. revision for Matrix. And then literally King in Me was birthed. Um, King in Me basically, it's right now by God's grace in those six months from sleeping on the floor by God's grace. Um, I have my own company and I'm a CEO of an organization as well yes. in six months. Um, King and me, we have one of our programs running with Busas and I've got those 10 youth centers across South Africa. Yeah. We're looking to hit each and every single one of them in Jesus name to have a, you know, a program running each and every single one of them. The program basically is run, you know, we use football as a ministry. Yeah. So basically we have, you know, football and we have a life skill and we've got a biblical application to it all. So we say, for example, like you do heading. Yeah. You know? So heading, obviously it's your thoughts. So yeah. that's the life skill. And then the biblical one would be the helmet of salvation. Mm. So they're all like, so you apply everything, that everything you, yeah. basically like that. So with the kids from Busasa, we have cell groups like mm. we have at the church. We have fire yeah. cell and get the kids to share. If you see what God has been doing, I'm literally talking about kids like dropping under the anointing on the field. Um, gangsterism completely like changing like they come with that whole hey say away yeah. you know salute drug vase that whole gangster attitude <laughs> yeah, and they man. come there one touch of the Holy Spirit they're walking straight they're packing the cones they're putting the balls in the bags they're getting full of the Holy Spirit praying so in tongues so completely transformed like but them. just yeah. like that and it's awesome dude um, so we trust in God we're proposing now for an exit strategy as well for these boys that the committed ones that are willing to show that they want to make a, a 
a change in not their lives, but like but in the other, lives of other people. Yes, that's what it is. It's purpose. So, exactly. That's purpose, you yeah. know, so we're looking to get just like Jesus, you know, the 12 disciples. So we're taking one to come get 12 committed boys that are coming out of that program, put them in a house, house them, take care of them, let them finish their schooling. And from there, um, you know, put them in relevant programs that King of Me is offering. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's the one thing that we're doing. By God's grace, in December, we had our first clinic in Sunnyside. Sunnyside, we know, is full of drugs and prostitution, mm. all that stuff. Kids also. Yeah, I saw pictures on social media. That was yeah. proper stuff. Yeah. yeah, so we had our first clinic there. So in Jesus' name, we're going to establish an academy at Sunnyside Primary School for all the schools in, in Sunnyside. Yeah. And then in Waverley and in Centurion, in Pretoria, mm. then branch out into Gauteng and then to Africa. Mm. Doors have actually opened up for us to go into Africa with the concept into Malawi and another door for Zambia as well being talks. Well, I'm going to actually meet the guy today for talks for Zambia as well to go do that. Um, God has been faithful, going to be releasing, you know, clothing label as well, King and Me clothing label. Um, it shows you then, I'm coming back to super sport now. Yeah, um, now it's time yeah, to go back. Go back to super sport. But look, before we get to super sport, like it's amazing to see what's really happened through your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally, God took everything that you went through, the soccer, the gangsterism, you feeling like mm-hmm. wheezy, yeah. and then completely transforming your life and building an organization that centers around everything that, that you went been, through. Definitely. It's and awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing how I'm also thinking that by you s- kind of like sacrificing for, you know, a specific amount of time, yeah. the soccer, letting it go. Yeah. Here it's coming back again in, yeah. in King and Me and in, in media and just everything yeah, that you're doing. It's just perfectly weaving back comes into, together. into That's why into I say purpose. purpose. That's why I say purpose because you could have been an exceptional footballer. You could have played Bafana, Bafana, everything yeah. and done it all for yourself. Mm. But now your life is completely transformed Shifted. to rather, instead of focusing on yourself, there are a lot of other kids that went through what I went through. Mm. I'm going to help them overcome it. There it is. Amen. Super sport. Amen. Let's go. Back to super sport. Um, I know I'm not going to do commentary for the rest of my life. I mm. know it's just a door that God opened for me to get to where I need to go. Yeah. I have this whole vision of how I want to have a TV show um, of, you know, talking about relevant topics for the youth yeah. and not put it on, you know, like a gospel channel or put it on the straight secular up mainstream. Vuzu out mm. there on, you know, where I like people how you watch. Said vuzu. I like how you say Vuzu because it's needed, bro. It's you needed. know what I mean? Yeah. So, the lady, the director and producer of the Multi Toys Disky Challenge, she's such a leader and she's such a you know woman of God and just an awesome you yeah. know example for a lot of us. She also went through a lot of struggle in her life and I went to go and propose this idea to her. Yeah. And as I was proposing, she literally has the same idea and vision that I have for it. Mm, mm, mm. So now I understand why I was at Supersport. Because I'm not supposed to be doing commentary. Mm. Well, I was at that time, but it was just a talent that God used for me to get, you know, the show. So we trust in God to shoot the pilot very soon. We're supposed to actually shoot it now in January. Mm. Um, I'm waiting for it. To, I know she's busy with the multi-choice and all of that. Yeah. Um, so that's basically something, another thing that we, that's, that God has opened up and that we are looking to enter in and venture into mm. in 2016. Um, Jesus, it's, it's just been an amazing, an amazing year. And it's just been- something I just want to share with all the listeners is that once you stop doing what you want to do and stop do and start doing what you need to do, You'll actually find out the thing that you need to do is the thing that you actually want to do. Sure. Hey, that's powerful stuff, yeah. bro. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. Okay, so now now that we've heard your amazing story, Shucks, I wish we could really get into the issues that we wanted to talk to uh, talk to you about today. But I mean, things happen for for a purpose. Yeah. And I think we need to get you on the show again sometime very soon. Mm-hmm. Just just to just to share deeper issues of South Africa. I mean, you've been through a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. you've been through a lot, so you can really provide input, an objective input, not subjective. Yeah. Objective. 
You've seen both sides. You've seen a holistic view of the issues that Definitely. we face. But like just as a sum up before we end the show today, what's your opinion of what on what's happened in South Africa? And what's the possible solution? I just want to I, I have a, a view, but I want to hear your view today. Um, it's funny, the other day I was in F&B and it was pretty packed with people yeah. and I was sitting there and I know God was going to do something. <laughs> so I'm still initially waiting for the moment, you know, and these three black guys were busy speaking in Zulu yeah. and they were talking about how, um, you know, they were in this other bank and, but all in Zulu now. now. Mm. So they're talking about this in this other bank, this, the white lady was calling out the numbers, you know, to go to the tellers or whatever, yeah. calling out the numbers in Afrikaans. And they were like, ah, what's a joy? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So the lady was like, no, but why don't you, it's, it's an opportunity for you to learn, mm. you know? And they were just, but you could see like, they were just like angry at this whole situation yeah. and stuff. And then I just sit back. I'm just waiting, you know, for God to come and do what he needs to do. Just chilling. And then I'm like, okay, now's the time to go in. Yeah. And I'm just like to them. So it's just in English, not in Zulu. Yet, okay. Just in English. Like, so you don't see it as an opportunity to learn, um, you know, the, the, the other language. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, this, 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 and then Shai Zulu Lapunja. So, what did you say to them in Zulu? No, I just basically told them, oh, man, listen, whichever way, whatever way people treat you, whether you speak their language or don't speak their language, always respond in love, always respond in forgiveness. Mm. That's, that's what life is about. For example, mm. the lady that posted the stuff now about, you know, they're in the beach and all that stuff. Mm. Nah. Dude, it's I literally, if we can, if we can not get angry and rather literally just pray for her. Yeah. Mm. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to shift something in her same time mm. in Jesus' name. Imagine if everyone stands together in prayer instead of posting and instead of saying attacking them, instead of attacking, just literally be like, you know what? Jesus loves you and we still love you. Mm. You know? Yo, that will hurt her deep. That's, that's the, the people thing. that she's attacking. Imagine the people that she's attacking say, exactly. no, no matter what you say, we still love you. We still love you. Like, how do you feel? Like, yeah, love is such you know? a powerful thing. Love tool. is a powerful it's, thing. Yeah. And I've seen it happen every single day how love wrecks people every single day of mm. my life. I remember the one time I was coming back from hospital. Um, there was this guy busy making a fire on the side of the road. It was nighttime and everything was cold and stuff. And God's like, no, just stop here and speak to him. So I stopped there and I call him over and he's like a security guard busy taking care of the golf course. And I call him over and he's like, hey, hey, you know, go, leave, leave from here. Go, go, go. Yeah. I'm like, I still greet him. I'm like, hey, sir. He's like, no, go, 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 leave. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you so much. And he's like, like, leave, leave, leave. Then I remember I had 20 rand in my, in my little wallet. Yeah. I took out the 20 bucks. I'm like, sir, I have something for you. He's like, what? I'm like, it's 20 rand. Hey, he stopped. Hey, 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 He walks back slowly to the car. First, he checks if I have a gat or a gun or whatever. <laughs> he can't, I'm like, no, this is free. I'm tell you that Jesus loves you so much. He ends up giving his life to Jesus that same night, bro. Yeah. Just getting wrecked by love, man. Because I could have responded like, I'll tag now with you. You know? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yes, he. But then just love. If you can just choose to love on people, regardless of whatever they've said. Mm. Whatever they've said I've been called so many things It's ridiculous dude. Mm. On the field You play the best game ever You know what I mean hey, Every yeah. single day And that's how you have to Shut it out of your ears yeah. Because if you're going to get worried About a little opinion of someone You're never going to move forward In your life You're going to be stuck In the same place It's like you said bro You're so free to yourself That you're free to everybody exactly. else Like it doesn't matter What they say Exactly And the thing is You see all the people That are busy commenting On all those things Nah like, mm. honestly, I feel you should be so busy chasing the dream that God has placed in. You shouldn't even be on social media unless you're posting something constructive. Exactly. You don't have time. You need time. to be very intentional. I that's think that's the, the first way forward. That's the to be very Amen. intentional. There we go. And post love, man. Post love. Everything is yeah. love, bro. God yeah. is love. Okay. But last words, William. It's been an hour. It's yeah. been the shortest hour in the week. I wish we had more time actually today sure. because 
Yes, bro. And I want to ask you a lot more questions. There were yeah. a lot more questions. Yeah. What are your last words to, to everybody else? This tribe of superstar leaders. Mm-hmm. What's your message to them? For 2016 specifically, as we start off the year. Awesome. I want to just give them three points that they can apply. Four yeah. points, actually, what they can apply into their, in their 2016 for you if you want to move forward and make 2016 an awesome year. People always talk about new year, new me. Shut up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. You need a new mindset. Hey. You need a new mindset. That's what you need. So mm. basically the four things that I want to share and points that you can take, you can do whatever you want to do. You can laugh at me or you can take the points. Yeah. First one is you need to fall in love with Jesus with the love of your soul, the one that gave everything for you, the only one that truly knows what it, what you are about. Yeah. Second thing is you need to love yourself, not in a sense of being conceited or vain, but you need to know that you are a child of God. You're not a slave. You are blessed going in. You are blessed coming out. Mm. You're the head, not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And once you know that, people's opinions don't matter. Yeah. Third thing is you need to love on people. You need to start serving people. Mm. You know, you need to fall in love with God so that you can love people. Yeah. You know, love on them, serve them, be a blessing to everyone each and every single day. Choose when you wake up today, I'm going to be a blessing to somebody. Mm. You know, fourth thing is you need to chase and be committed. Not talk about, not write, you know, write it down and talk about it, but do it. Mm. You mm. go and become all that God has called you to be. Choose to commit to the dream that God has placed inside of your heart and become all that God has called you to be. Smile, keep your head up and be great. Mm. Sucks. It's been a yeah. session. Sure. William, wow. we're going to have you again very soon, bro. Awesome. We need to Thank talk about so a lot of stuff. Thank awesome. you for joining us today. Cool, man. It's been a session. It's been the shortest style of the week. This has been Gentleman by Choice. I'm not alone as usual. I've been with Lele. And this is Simpiwe signing out. This is cliffcentral.com.